Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. I am recording on my. Oh, you know what? You know what? My mic cuts out. You know what it is? Is this Dan used SM58 mic, or is the cable? One of those two. I just got to push it back in. It actually starts working again. Oh boy. Yeah. Anyways, all right. Yeah, let's get this started then. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey guys. We have Fred. Hey guys. And we got Kyle Stacy on the show. What's up? What's up, Kyle? How we doing? Who? Kyle Stacy. Dude, I told you, Fred, about that who stuff. <laughs> I don't recognize it when you only say it one time. <laughs> okay, here we go, Dan. Episode number one eighteen. Kyle Stacy, Kyle Stacy, Kyle Stacy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fred, if you didn't understand, my name is Kyle Stacy. Just one more time, real slow. Kyle yeah. Stacy. Okay, that makes three. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's uh catch up with everyone's week first. Who All wants right. to go first? All right, I'll go first. All right. All right. <laughs> I got a little bored. I broke out my little FT Gremlin and uh, plugged it in, went for a flight, just started to curve around behind the shed in the backyard, and it flipped over and crashed. Picked okay. it up, tried to figure it out. One of the motors wasn't spinning. So uh, found that the one of the three wires to the flight control board had come loose. And I oh, took out oh. my TS-1000. That's a little battery-powered soldering iron. has a little digital display. Popped the battery on it, soldered it back up, and I was back in the air. So, nice. Cool. Yeah, it was a good time. I, I flew the heck out of that all over the backyard, over the front yard. Maybe I even went across the street over into the uh, unnamed location over there and then back over to the house. Nice. That's, That's cool. Is that 2S machine? Uh, I was running 3S on it that time. But, yeah, I, I fly 2S and 3S on it. Nice. Oh, it's the yeah, Alex crazy. Yeah, it's the Alex version of the frame, and I, I like that a lot. And I've got a um, the uh, Runcam Micro Swift, I think it is the the little tiny one. Man, the quality is the video quality out of it is awesome. Uh, feeding it straight to my cell phone, I got a little. It's some sort of external antenna that you can plug into your your uh, USB port on the on the phone, and I, it's it's got diversity. So I've got a patch and a circular. Uh, antenna on it so it really wow. helps with clarity and range oh, wow that's wild so i'm still picking up you know i've got the uh, diversity on my goggles as well but as far as being able to to record footage it looks great i mean the footage really looks a lot better than what you expect for you know something like that nice dude so what's the alex frame is that the straight frame that's like yeah. x pattern it has the the alien the old alien quad frame style okay that's oh, cool that's right. I, I need to find a link to that video receiver I got. And post that on the yeah, Facebook. You got to link me to that uh, TS100 uh, soldering iron, too. So, oh, yeah. I, I did get a chance to use one of those, I guess, portable soldering irons this past weekend. And it was pretty cool. It's just like one that runs off a 3S battery. And it, was, it worked out really well. I think it you does got, up to like 6S. Yeah. Oh, man. I, that must be I, nice. I have the force plug to it. And, oh. and I got the port for the wall. But, uh, so here, here's one, just a quick one. I'll slap it in the notes here, right under my name. I don't think that's the one I bought. But. It's amazing to me how small this stuff is getting. Like, we'll get into it where Steve and I went this weekend, that uh, some of the stuff I, I've seen, man, mm-hmm. just, just going through. Like, I haven't been to a vendor, you know, because now it's starting the season all over again, and just walking around looking at stuff, and I'm like, 
my God, look how small this is. And that's not just the camera. That's the camera and the transmitter and everything. Like, yeah. It's yeah, amazing, man. Yeah. You get these little like quad stack flight controllers that have everything like, you know, your ESCs, your distribution board, your VTX. Yeah. The all uh, one. Yeah. Everything. It has your, uh, you know, your, what is that? Your OSD built into it. It's crazy. Yeah. Cool. So what else did you do, Fred? Oh, that was it. As far oh. as flying stuff, that was it. Cool. You want to go, Steve? Sure. I mean, we'll, we'll kind of just let's just let's just combine our two because we kind of did a lot of stuff together. And um, so we went to Neff, the Northeast Electric Fun Fly. Yep. The, the Planker Fest <laughs> in Akron, Ohio. In Akron, Ohio. Yes. Planker Fest. <laughs> Acorn, Ohio. <laughs> it's at the uh, Akron University over there. And you know this is some this is an event that we try to go every year, right? I mean, we went not last year, but the two years before that. Yeah, because last year I think we were used to having Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, sort of. You know, part yeah. of Friday, part part mm-hmm. of Sunday. And then last year I think they just had Saturday. They had one day, so we were like, ah, eh, you know, I don't yeah. know, going out there for just the day. Mm-hmm. But uh, this year I wanted to just go out. I mean, it's it's I have a good time, man. Every time. I've been out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. And it's always great because we get to hang out with our friend David Gerdeman, right? So yeah. it's good to see him out there. Yep. Um we hung out with Jacob. I don't remember his last name. It's like McKellie's McKelson or something like that. McKelsia or something like that. Yeah. And then Dan from Laser Toys out there. We met up with Andres. Uh yeah, we hung out in the same like cube area mm-hmm. with Andres and his and yeah. his dad. His dad and his friends, yep. Uh, and then we saw Wardell later in the afternoon, right? Yeah. And you, you were like thoroughly impressed by his uh, the plane that he was flying. <laughs> yeah, it was microscopic. Yeah, it, was it really so was freaking small. It was. It looked like a shrunken down Bixler or something, right? Yeah, yeah. With like it, it, it was just basically power, like a, you know, an angled motor, so you just throttle up and it goes higher. And then it had like a coil. It was basically like like a servo that was like taking apart. It's just this little coil in the back that like electrifies to give it down or forward, <laughs> down or up elevator. It's crazy. It was the rudder. It was right. Oh, the rudder. rudder. Sorry, the yeah. rudder. Yes, yeah. And it yeah, fit in like a five by five inch square box. Yeah, with the transmitter. <laughs> oh, with the transmitter. <laughs> yeah, in that box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw him fly that, I and I yelled out, "Dude, I could swallow that thing." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't bring any helis up. Because last year or the last time he went, you know, he brought a couple yeah. of micros and stuff. But uh, well, it was good to see everyone of true Neff fashion. You know, I go there or we go there, and then I fly a helicopter, and then I crash a helicopter inside the <laughs> inside the big arena auditorium thingy, and yep. you know, I almost took Kevin out. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but uh, it's funny because I crashed the Noxy three inside. And it wasn't even mine. <laughs> you crashed an Oxy-3 last time we were there, and you crashed yes. an Oxy-3 this time. It yes. was funny because I got I, I flew first. It was my 255, my little Oxy-255, and I got a chance to fly first. And the last time I flew there, all I did with the little 180, the Blade 180 that I had, was flip it inverted and drove it straight into the ground. It was like yeah. a, a two-second <laughs> flight. So I was like, I got to get myself, you know, vindicated for the smashing that i did last time so i was like i flipped <laughs> yes. it over i did a couple of things i was actually doing some pyro flips and 
Uh-huh. I tried some TikToks, but that thing doesn't TikTok that great. And um, man, my heart was pumping, dude. It was pounding because we basically took over the whole 3D area where the guys were flying the 3D planes. Yeah, but that's not even a big area. It's like an end zone on a yeah. football field. Yeah. yeah, it's not big at all. And, you know, you fire even that little thing. Everybody knows you're flying it because it's loud as hell. Yeah. In, inside. So 4,000 on the head. <laughs> yeah, 4,000 RPMs on the head. And so I landed and I gave it to Steve, you know, put another battery in. And you were doing really well, man, until... Yeah, you kind of lost it because it's the lights get get you screwed up in there, and yeah, it's so hard to like with the lighting system in there. Basically, what ends up happening is if you bring the helicopter high enough, um, it basically your eyes play tricks on you. Like the lights are so bright that you your eyes end up focusing on lighting on the alien. Yeah, and at, at the end of the day, you know, I we did some evasive maneuvers <laughs> and then uh, try to hold it, uh, and then you know, it just what, what did it break? Just the blades, right? Yeah, I didn't see any te- teeth missing off the main gear or anything like that. Yeah, probably a spindle too. Just those so probably spindle shaft. Yeah, yeah. you breathe so on it a couple. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I ba- I basically saw that thing coming at me. Yeah, and you Whoopsie. were on my right, and I saw it coming at me and kind of going over my head to my left behind me. So I'm like, well. Steve either Steve's not going to be able to see this now and at the angle you were going at and going behind me I was like if if he banks around and comes back it could easily come right back into my head so I dove out of the way to the left like <laughs> and if anybody was standing on my left I would have t- I would have took him right out cuz I was <laughs> yeah. going down Thr- like I was basically halfway down the floor and I heard you hit throttle hole and I'm like all right everything's good Yeah so yeah it was kind of going towards Kevin and I pulled out of I pulled it out like you know I pushed it away from us yeah. Um. But then at that point, I was just like, "I'm not messing around. Let's just start to hold it and bring it down, land it on the ground." <laughs> so, yeah, that was exciting. <laughs> it was like yeah. with like the first flight of the day. <laughs> that was like Friday night. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. Was like the was it Friday? Yeah, yeah. It was Friday night. It was, Friday but it was night. like it was like the second flight. Actually, that was my first flight because I didn't fly anything else before that. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, we had a really good time at that event. Um, I did buy some stuff. I bought a plank. You did. <laughs> yeah, I did. At one point, you were yelling at me to stop letting you buy stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, Kevin, you need to stop me from buying crap. Buying crap that I don't need. I don't need this crap. <laughs> I don't need another plate. I don't need, I don't know, what did I buy? Like carbon tubes. Or <laughs> like, yeah, you're I don't buying know. reinforcement stuff. and Yeah, just random stuff like control cords. Props. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't need any of this shit. I fly helicopters. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, I ended up buying a um, West Michigan Park Flyer, a little foamy 3D plane, an MX-2. Yeah, which is surprisingly really well put together. You bought it completely assembled. Yep, yep. I bought it completely assembled, ready to go. And, and true, you know, a heli person at heart, you know, what do I do? Is I take a mini V-bar and I put that on there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so because I, I, I went with my full intention of... I'm not bringing my DX9. No, screw that. I'm bringing my V-Control. <laughs> this is the only radio I'm used to now. So so I brought my V-Control and a couple of Neo, um, not Neos, but the mini V-Bars I got. I did, you know, that Friday night, I had a, I mean, I, I won't lie, I had a bitch of a time getting those things set up. Um, It was due to, like, you know, I didn't load the V-Plane software on there, the firmware, so, like, I had to kind of do it there i went back to the hotel got my laptop brought it back to the event started doing there and then it's like you had to register and if you don't have the person's email because it's a mini v-bar like the silver lines you need to like upload a log file or a picture or this or that 
at the end of the day, I had three mini V bars. Um, one I had pre-registered and had, and I just need to load the firmware on it, so that wasn't a problem. I got that one on the um, the Foamy MX2. But the other two, I was like, oh, okay. So I sent them a screenshot, and then you know the next day they they hit me up, and and now it's part of my account. But you know, I did have to take, uh, you know, I had, to, I had to like load it up and stuff. So I just ended up saying, ah, forget it. I'll do that later. Um, worry about that, you know, when I get home. Let's see, what else did I do? Uh, oh, I finished the maintenance and the upgrade on the Black Thunder. Wow, so, man. Yeah, so all the bearings got changed out. Uh, I installed a Scorpion 130 on there. Uh, what else did I do? I installed Doug Darby's uh, fly barless mount. Nice. And, and the uh, the Black Thunder T uh, battery tray system. So now I have a, a battery tray system that I could just slip in, slip out the batteries. So I don't have to, use, you know, I still, I'm still going to use one strap just to feel, you know. Peace of but, mind. <clears throat> peace of mind, yeah. But, I'm, you know, I won't need the two straps. And I like the, I like the way the batteries kind of sit on the tray and just slide right in. It's pretty cool. Also installed the, uh, got rid of the OptiPower UltraGuard. Because those things, you know, tend to light on fire if you don't, you know, maintain that little 2S battery pack. So... I went with the uh, the R2 buffer packs. So, you know, it should give me like a good 30 seconds if I lose my BEC or my ESC. So. Now, are you saying that you don't maintain the OptiPower because it's just like a regular LiPo and you don't maintain it while it's sitting there if you don't fly it for a while? Right. So if you don't fly it for a couple of weeks, um, you know, sometimes it's longer. Sometimes they last longer. Sometimes, depending on the, the amount of charge that's on there, but it's a 2S ba- uh, LiPo. And being connected to your radio system, it's just it does have like a little bit of a phantom draw on it. And as it draws and the battery starts to go, one cycle, one cell might go lower than the other. And then when it tries to charge itself up, I've seen it where basically it tries to charge itself up when cells out of balance, and then it basically smokes up. So, oh, we, yeah, I mean the last one we saw was uh, Ricky Cricky six thirty, not six thirty. Which one went up? Yeah. I think he had, no, no, he had it on his Diablo 500. Oh. And, you know, I mean, granted, he ripped it out of heli real quick, but where I had it on the Goblin Black Thunder is underneath the flybrowless mount, the pedestal mount. So I wouldn't, I don't know, I mean, maybe I could rip it out, but it's in there pretty good. And that means my Neo is instantly going to be toast because that's right on top of it and then yeah. whatever else that goes with it. So, you know, for the sake of it, the, the capacity packs, like those buffer packs, you know, they're not going to, they don't do nothing but hold a charge temporarily. So um, they can fully drain. It's not a big deal. So it's just a little bit uh, less of a worry. So I went with that. On They're kind of like Fred in a way, not doing what? anything but holding a charge <laughs> for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Fred. And I didn't have to unmute. I know. <laughs> um, beyond that, today uh, I kind of slacked off. So you know, yesterday started my sabbatical, but today, you know, I started building that whole wall yesterday. Got everything going inside the house, but today I was like, eh, I don't feel like doing much. I charged up five oxy packs and <laughs> went to the, you know, local park. Uh, first flight, kind of feeling good. It's like, yeah, I'm flying a helicopter again. You know, I've, you know, I was kind of fiending because I didn't get a chance to really fly at NF with the heli. So, you know, first flight, I'm I'm scraping blades. I'm kind of bumping the skids and trying all different things. And next thing I know, I kind of drive in the Oxy4. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, not hard. 
but enough to strip the main gear, uh, and that was it. Switch okay. blades I got on there held up fine, no problem, no no softness, no damage, great. Uh, just the main gear stripped a little. I swapped it back out. I went back out to the park and then flew the rest of my my four battery packs. A uh, little more reserved this time. <laughs> That's the last main gear I got. Uh, so it was good though. I was just working on a couple of new moves that I've been trying to um, perfect and make it look cleaner. Cool. Yeah. And what else did you do this week, Kevin? Oh, I went to Neff also, and uh, we talked about that. I flew the um, I brought the the crack pits and the crack beaver with me that Twisted Hobbies makes, and I hadn't flown that crack pits in probably a year easy. And the beaver is the newer version of the old one that I had that I bought from you. It's a, like just basically swapped my electronics over to a new airframe. Dude, I can't tell you how much fun I had just tooling around at that event with those 3D planes just in the regular flight pattern, you know, just having mm-hmm. a good time yep. you now flying around inverted, doing a couple of things, you know, hovering, trying knife edge circuits and just, I think I scraped the, the rudder on the ground a couple of times just messing around and nice. it was just a lot of fun man i had a good time and, and you know i don't know we we fly helicopters a lot and I, I i really enjoy that but there's something to be said breaking it up and and going to an event like that and just having fun with the planes just tooling around you know inside where there's no wind and it was it was mm-hmm. good man I, I really had a lot of fun and i'm running 2s batteries on both of those i, yeah. I had the setup and i was running 3s on the pits um but I changed over to 2S because I had 3S with me, but I had more 2S. And I said, I'll try it out. And then once I tried it, I was like, this is fantastic, man. It yeah. really flew good. I didn't like the MX2 on 2S. I originally bought it with 2S battery packs. But um, once I tried the 3S, I was like, ooh, yeah, no, no. I'm going to keep, I need a little bit more punch, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I got 9.5 cool. prop on uh, close to, it not, it's 9.4 on the on the Beaver and it's 9.5 on the Pits and Mm-hmm. The pits had plenty of power, man. Nice. So I got home and uh, did a couple of things. And hobby-wise, I printed out some more parts for the Steerman, loaded that up. Uh, I also printed out that killer roller setup that you have for your printer, the Anet 8. Mm-hmm. Yep. Basically, those rods on the top with the, the bearings that are encapsulated in some you know, angled pieces so that the filament spools can sit right in there and yeah that that works out great I'm, I'm trying it out tonight actually while we're recording nice and uh at work i ordered i shouldn't say at work but nobody listens to this from work so <laughs> the hell with it but at work i i did some research on what to do about that align 500 clone that i have that i probably will wind up sticking in a scale you know fuselage so i went online and i went to uh forget where i went now i think it was hobby king i know i ordered uh a hobby wing esc but i think i nice. ordered servos and a motor from hobby king just something cheap i just want to try it out i just want to see you know what happens if did it's- you go with rotor star no the on the motor uh no no rotor, the- yeah motor or whatever the servos they make like that's their hobby king's branded like rc helicopter parts like electrics I'm not sure. I'd have to check. I looked at so many different ones because, you know, you want to try and fit it in the cavity that's there for the 500. So, like, I know what the aligns are. And, you know, I was just mm-hmm. like, I want to get something that's mill road. I don't want to pay, like, I don't want to pay, you know, $60 at ESC, but I also don't want to pay 6 either. You know, I wanted to try and get something, <laughs> right. I don't know, you know, around 10 20 bucks. So, that, I think that's what I wound up doing. Okay. 
And so I, I'll be curious to see what that had, you know, what, what that brings once I get that together and, and all set up and just try hovering that, you know, without anything on it. Cause nice. I'll just throw that in a, in a chassis, you know, in a fuselage. Yeah. No, that's going to be cool. Yeah. So, uh, I also ordered parts for the Oxy 255 and some, I think I ordered, uh, the hell else did I order? No, that was it. Just parts for the Oxy 255. <laughs> I started working on a plane from the, I wrote this in the show notes, the ye old days of flight fest, flight test. Sorry. <laughs> uh, okay. Which plane? If I told you that this was a plane that, or you might even know what, what plane it is. I might have told you, but, uh, if I told you it's basically the plane that started everything off with, with flight test, like it's the plane that you could probably see Bixler saying, hey, you know, we could probably start making planes using these type of uh these type of products like the Dollar Tree foam and uh maybe get people into flying. What would you say? Hmm. Nutball. No, it was way before the nutball. It was even before the whirly gig one that they had. Ooh. And it wasn't it wasn't a flight test plane though. No, I'll tell you. F twenty two? It's the Mikey's R C one. Oh, 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 right, yes, because I pulled the link up on that. Yeah, yeah. It, when you look at that video, they have a really quick vi- build video. It's like nineteen minutes long. It's really super quick. You can see that that, that at that point in time, that like, hey, you know, we could probably do something with this with these products and actually get you know better planes together. I'm not saying that Mikey's isn't good, but Mikey had his own way of building. And yeah, you can kind of see it. it's funny too because when you watch a build video, he's like, "Hi, I'm Josh Bixler." It's like. They, they never said that, like, when they, like, after a couple of episodes, you know? He was just like, hey, I'm Josh, you know? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. Josh, Josh. Yeah. But it was, it's cool, man. It's, it's coming out. I'm, I can, it's real easy to cut out and, and make. It's super easy. I just want to see. I've always wanted to make it and, uh, just wanted to see what it'll be like, you know? That's cool. I might do FPV with it. I don't know. Well, I'm going to see how it flies. It just looks weird. It's like this biplane without any, it's like a bank and yank biplane. I don't know with rudder. I don't know. It's gonna be weird. So okay. that's what that's what I've been doing. Cool. All right. So we might as well go right into the main topic with Kyle. What have you been up to? He's still here. Yes. Go. <laughs> I think you might have fell asleep while just playing talk. <laughs> did, he, did he push the mute button? No, what, dude. What he flies a, a plane because I've seen him. Mm-hmm. What is a plane? I've, I've never heard of these things. Never heard of these things. No idea. No idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Oh boy! Oh man, what have I been up to? Uh, I worked, and I flew some helis, and I ate some food. That's about it. There you go. Nice, nice. <laughs> Was that like today? No. <laughs> <laughs> since the last time we spoke. <laughs> well, since the last time we spoke, yeah, that's about it. No, over the weekend, uh, I'm down in Orlando, Florida, so. I'm lucky enough to fly with Burt Kammerer, Bobby Watts, and Michael Gaeta, and Paul Andrelli, and all these guys every weekend. So every Saturday or Sunday, we go out and fly together. So I think it was on Sunday, we all went out and flew and had a real good time just hanging out, you know. Nice. Talking talking trash and flying helis and stuff like that. So that was fun. Then, nice. When Kevin moves down here, we all got to meet up. I mean, Steve won't be here, but the rest of us. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Fred, what no, you don't understand is that I, I get so many days off a year. I was just I could yeah, just show yeah, up and yeah, yeah. I, I cringe when I heard you say that sabbatical thing. I, I I'm I want one day off. 
<laughs> We're hiring. I don't, I don't even know what to say, Fred. I, I've just, I've, my head is shaking constantly when he tells me he's he's off. Yeah. So I want to know what Kyle's been up to yeah. since the last time we talked to him was on early on in the podcast. And Kyle, thanks so much for coming on back then because you really made it a a great thing for us and a great thing for like me personally because I was like. Hey, here's a guy. He's the, like the best pilot, helicopter pilot in the world. He comes on our our little show, and you know you mm-hmm. can actually talk to him. It made it made everybody seem approachable, you know, in the hobby. Yeah, so, <laughs> no problem. Glad to come on. Yeah, but uh, man, since then, oh my god, everything, probably everything that can change, has changed since then. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh my god, uh, I've moved to Florida. I left SAB. I got a job in the UAV world. And then came back to Helis and came back to SAB. So it has been quite a quite a whirlwind of love of life changes. But wow. I left SAB yeah. and went and got like a UAV job. Like my buddy uh, helped me out in Jacksonville. Yeah, tell me and more they were about hiring. And, yeah, that was a that was a fun little thing I did. Uh, they were looking for test pilots and like people to build what they were doing down there. So. It's a company called Drone Aviation Corp. And as many of you guys know, Bobby Watts, uh, mm-hmm. he actually worked there and he did the design of all the aircraft. So he would design it and then I would build it and test fly it. So I did that from January to about September of 2016. Okay. And in, or no, 2017, sorry, 2017. So around September 2017, um, I was kind of looking to get back into helis because I really missed it. When when I went and did the UAV thing, I kind of got out of helis quite heavily. I mean, I only flew like one day a week, was not too involved with anything anymore, and like really missed it altogether. And right. uh, around that time was when Bert and Susie Kemmerer had started up SAB USA. And they were the U.S. distributor of all SAB stuff. So at that time... We were kind of talking about potential job and, you know, coming down, helping them and pushing the SAB brand again. And the stars kind of aligned and I joined the SAB USA team. And now I I work at BK Design slash SAB USA Monday through Friday, 8 to about 5 p.m. every day. So it's pretty nice. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. So Kyle, when you were when you were off and you were only flying once a week and you came back to it, did you lose a lot of stuff that you had to concentrate on getting back or was it like more like, I'm just getting right back on the bicycle and, um, it was kind of both. Like when I was working, I was still, I, I got back into the sim real heavy. So I'd work Monday through okay. Friday in Jacksonville, but I would do the sim every day. So that kind of helped maintain. If I didn't do the sim, man, I'd, I'd lose it quick. Cause if you stop for more than a couple weeks, I mean, everyone can agree that you lose something. Yep. So, I definitely lost, I mean, a bit, but cause, just because before that I was flying every single day, so it's hard to maintain that. But, yeah, right. I've had to work quite a bit since then to try and come back. But I'm old, man. I'm old and retired. And <laughs> I can't I can't keep up with these young kids anymore, man. Everyone Can you buy beer yet? <laughs> You're old and tired? <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I buy beer every day. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But oh, I'm boy. old. I'm done. Washed up. Oh my no, god! No, no way! No way! <laughs> you just okay. won something. Yeah, yeah. What you happened, Roto Live? Huh? 
Uh, pure luck. It's uh, the pure D bar Mac, Mac the senior sale. class. I just hit a switch. Yeah, I hit a switch and it does everything for me. Yeah, <laughs> that's the new V controller. You hit a Calcisi <laughs> mode. <laughs> exactly. You hit a switch and just mover. watch it. Yeah, yeah the sick yeah. mover. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's funny. No, oh, no, but I'm serious though. I can definitely feel myself slowing down though. So it takes a lot more practice and mm-hmm. and uh, and work to kind of keep up with the young kids these days than it did, you know, two or three years ago. I just walk sure. out and go, yeah, here we go. Let's do it again. But now it's like, oh boy, let's uh, <laughs> let's focus a little more here, pal. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> put some more thought into it. But what I find fascinating is what you had said one time. I don't know if it was on our show or if it was on another show that I heard you on, where you said that there's still maneuvers out there, even though you can do a ton of stuff. There's still maneuvers out there that you know nobody's come up with, and there's always new tricks that people are coming up with, and and for a guy like you to say that it was really like mind-blowing yeah mm-hmm. yeah i mean to this day i still feel that way i think more what it's catered to is like transitions between maneuvers that we haven't quite discovered yet because like perfect example is going from like a hurricane to like a loop like there's so many options you could do like stop go the other way do roll do flip do pirouette like there's so many combinations and different ways to, to transition between the two. And that's just two maneuvers into each other. Like yeah. if you really break it down and think of all the maneuvers and then transition from one to the next, I think that's mm-hmm. where people are really getting like creative and inventive these days. I don't know. Like as far as like brand new maneuvers, I don't know. That's kind of slowed down over time, but the transitions is where I see a lot of people are being different these days. Yeah. Transitions and also just different angles of the maneuvers. Like, you know, yeah. just uh, the way that the heli is oriented, and then they do that maneuver. It just yeah, cool. you throw it on a weird like forty-five or something, and yeah, exactly. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. Nick Maxwell is incredible at that at doing. Just take a standard maneuver and just throw it at a different angle, and it looks totally different. But yeah, you know, yeah. you just look at it differently, and it's like, well, that's the same thing. He's just he's just got to go the other way. That's all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I want to um, congratulate you on Road Alive. So which which uh. So how's it feel to still be winning? <laughs> like, you know, I mean, you go to these events and you're like, you take a, such a long break and you come back and you're like, all right, let's compete again. You go to Germany and pow, you just win yourself another, you know? <laughs> Man, to be completely honest, it, it's actually, it's a, it's a blessing and a bit of a surprise. Because um, I certainly have not been practicing as hard as I used to back in the day. So mm-hmm. for Road Alive, I only put in a handful of flights before it's like, all right, yeah, let's go. Good enough. Uh, but that one, I really got lucky because Road Alive, and I'm serious, I got lucky because that one's a knockout style. So each flight, yeah, yeah. you're only competing against one other person. Mm-hmm. So oh. in the beginning, I went against someone and, you know, I won and all that. And then the next round was against Duncan and I went out and flew as hard as I could and he flew as hard as he could. And somehow I managed to beat him by one point. So it was real close. Wow. And then the very next flight, um, I had an issue with my helicopter that was 100% my fault. Uh, the flight before, I was hitting the tail on the ground, and when I went back, all I did was change tail blades and, and tail fin. But apparently, I stripped a tail servo arm and didn't notice it. Oh, wow. So Jeez. I went out for the next flight against Mirko Chesena, and I took off, and I'm like, man, I have like 50% <laughs> tail control that I'm used to. Like, the tail's all over the place. I wasn't holding and I ended up crashing because of it. So I got about two-ish minutes into the flight before I crashed. And I pick it up. I'm like, oh, well, that's it. You know, out of the contest, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. No big deal. But uh, Mirko took off. And within like 30 seconds, he hit the tail and crashed. 
So since I flew longer wow. before crashing, I got put into the finals. So I had to wow. run back and find oh, another wow. heli and tar- charge up some packs real quick and, you know, just try and pull something out of my butt for the finals. Mm-hmm. And apparently it worked. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. yeah. Pretty crazy. So let me ask you, when you compete like that, do you like do you bring a whole bunch of spare parts and stuff like that or a spare heli or or how does that work like you know especially going to Germany it's quite far to ship all this stuff do you basically like make a mad dash scramble to vendors and like you know I need this part that part or how does that work Well when I travel with SAB they make it really really easy on me um okay. I usually just bring two helis and then typically how it goes is I'll 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 fly to Italy and then we'll drive to the event. So I'll drive to ah. the, the the SAB factory in Italy, and I'll pick up a whole bunch of parts there, like tail blades, main blades, links, mm-hmm. servo arms. You know the stuff that always breaks in a crash. Yeah. And I'm very lucky that the designer Enrico, Enrico Bernaba, he always travels with us. And whenever mm-hmm. I have something go wrong, he always helps me fix it. And he's always looking over the helis, make sure everything's good. So I very very rarely have issues in the air because he's always on top of it. And then if something happens, he's always the first one to jump into it. So nice. without him, I mean, I wouldn't be able to get through events. But yeah, so wow. we just we both we both just happen to overlook the tail servo arm, and you know, it's just one of those things that I've never had it happen before. So I never, you know, would have guessed that. So wow. just one of those things that happens. Yeah, but that's super smart of SAB to send somebody on there from the design team with you. But this is the designer. <laughs> like, right. It's insane well, that like. The, but that's yeah, awesome who, because you, know, you can see firsthand what 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 stress it's going through. It's awesome because it's just so close knit. Like I work directly with him. Mm-hmm. For those of you that don't know, SAB is owned by two people. There's Stefano and then there's Enrico. Yeah. And then Stefano is in charge of the blades, and Enrico's in charge of the heli. So mm-hmm. whenever there's testing, I just deal right with Enrico, and he's the owner. He deals with customer issues. He deals with dealers. He deals with literally everything in the company. So if there's wow. ever a design issue, he takes care of it. If there's distributor issues, he takes care of it, like all that. So he goes to all the events. He does a lot of testing. Like he's super involved. So that's awesome. If he was just the guy behind the computer, man, (laughs) I would have had (laughs) issues many, many years ago. That's for sure. So he's a he's a really great guy. That's just awesome. Like you know, (laughs) to have like the designer be your your big crew, (laughs) you know, like help (laughs) you and get this all sorted and you know get you back in the air as soon as possible. That's so cool. Well, it shows in the product too. Yeah, yeah, and I I always joke with him like when he's working, I'm like, you sure you know what you're doing with this thing? Like, I don't (laughs) know if you've worked on one of these or if you've ever looked at one of these, but are you sure you know what you're doing? And you know, he always yells at me in Italian or something. So yeah, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. awesome. Yeah, no, he's he's awesome. He's been a very close friend of mine for several years now. So it's Mm. it's a really good relationship. Mm, It's cool. So you mentioned you moved down to Florida. Um, You know, Did did you have to because you flew SAB? Did you have to move to Florida? Well, I thought that was more no. for the, the rotor no. job, right, Don? Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I moved joking. to Jacksonville, I Jacksonville for the for the UAV <laughs> thing, but and then I moved down to Orlando for the SAB USA thing, obviously to be closer. So nice. Yeah. yeah. And now I actually I don't really live in Orlando. I live in a town called Mount Dora, which is north of Orlando. Oh yeah, and far less crowded, which is nice because Orlando is kind of a disaster yes. altogether. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mount Dora is close to Tavares, right? I think I, you and I were talking. My mom's in Leesburg, and I've been to yeah, Mount yeah, Dora yeah. a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leesburg is about 10, 15 minutes away, I think, and Tavares is 
pretty close, about 20 minutes or so. So, and Tavares oh, is cool. like the seaplane capital of the world or something, right? They do a lot of training with seaplanes yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah. As soon as you get into town, there's a big sign with a seaplane that says Tavares. So, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Nice. So, with SAB, like, I know they're coming out with some airplane stuff. Will you be flying any of those? Uh, <laughs> I have no idea. Um, <laughs> I'm sure they're gonna be like some crazy nice jets or something. So from the pictures, they're at least pretty hardcore. I mean, I yeah. I've mostly done 3D airplanes. I'm not really. I've never flown a jet before. So if they want me to like crash test it, I am definitely the guy for that. But <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't know. I imagine I'll, I'll. They have a smaller like ducted fan one that I'll probably pick up just to play with. But they've yeah. done. They've got some cool stuff in the works. I I took a peek at it when I was there in March and yeah, got some. Pretty sweet stuff coming, that's for sure. Pretty sweet. That's cool. That's really cool that they're doing it, that they're venturing into that. Yeah, it's all, you know, high composite, high quality carbon, Mm -hmm. you know, fiberglass. Like, it's going to be the real deal. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure Guy and uh, Tal are going to (laughs) get a whole bunch because they love that stuff, man. Yeah, they they dive deep into the jets. So, yeah. They probably already got them on order. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Awesome. So, so working with Bert, Susie, uh, Gator, and all those guys down there. Like, um, first of all, what's your involvement like with SAB USC? As far as on the, you know, your work side, your your nine to five. I guess the technical term is inventory manager and technical operations or something. But uh, I work alongside Bert every single day, and we uh, we keep track of the inventory, and I work closely with the shipping team to make sure everything goes out, and you know that. All the we we stay in stock with all the product and help receive the product and all that, and then I work closely with customer service, like taking care of people who have issues with, you know, BK servos, switch blades, SAB, everything. Uh, mm-hmm. I closely monitor the customer service side of it all, so just kind of bouncing back and forth between that. And then when Bert and I can, we sneak out and do a video for new products, so anything new from SAB or BK or anything like that. Well. Mm-hmm take some time out and shoot some promo video and marketing and stuff like that nice nice wow, i got very cool i gotta yeah. say uh bk designs has by far in my opinion one of the best shipping departments because <laughs> i put in an order of i don't even know how many like i just kind of went nuts like just hitting up all these bearings for like every single bearing that the the, the manual said that the heli comes with i ordered <laughs> and you know, you know how each each thing is like it's an own bearing, own pa- you know, a little baggie with a little top yeah. thing. And there was like like eighty or ninety pieces. It was insane the amount of you know little packages I got. It was just like, woo. and yeah. it was all there. It was all marked, and it was great. It was it was accurate. It was, and it well, came within three days. <laughs> you know. See? Nice. I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad that the <laughs> yeah, they yeah. doing their job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they do it. They do it very well. <laughs> well I'm glad so. to hear it. We got a couple guys there that are doing a good job that, nice. uh, that hold it down. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's quite a challenge keeping up with all the SAB parts. We have like, I think it's 1,300 different part numbers to keep track of. So, it's, it's, yeah. quite, a, it's quite a task. But it's fun. It's cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah. just just you know, the sheer amount of parts plus the helis and the kits, and it's just you know, and then that's only in the SAB side. Like, I mean, BK got his whole line, and Switch Rotorblades got their own line. Like, it's just so much. Yep, and then Spartan has some stuff, and mm-hmm. 
now we're carrying Scorpion now, so there's yes. motors and ESCs yep. and bearings and tools and God, it just goes on and on. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. 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 Definitely. It's awesome. So besides SAB USA, um, I mean, are you who are your other sponsors? Starting from I guess we'll do airframe is SAB Heli Division. Um, I'm kind of connected with them once again. And then BK Servo, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, switch rotor blades. Uh, I fly both SAB blades and switch rotor blades. You'll find me flying both on half my helis. So, switch rotor blades mm-hmm. is a sponsor. Um, V-Bar Control and V-Bar Neo. Nice. Uh, Ho- Hobby Wing ESC, Scorpion Motor, Pulse Battery, uh, RC Pro Plus Connectors, uh, Ninja Wraps. Joe Riz. Joe Riz, yeah. I don't want to miss anybody, but yeah, just standard stuff, SAB, BK Servo, V-Bar, stuff like that. Not, I really don't change my setup too often, so. Nice. It's kind of classic, classic stuff nowadays. You, you get that new V-Bar uh, V-Control Touch yet? Huh? Play with? <laughs> I, I tried to steal it in Rotolive, and they were not too happy about that, so. <laughs> not yet, not yet, but hopefully soon, hopefully soon. Yeah, uh, yeah I can't wait for that to come out. I don't think any pilot really has it yet. I know they have a few in Germany for testing, and mm-hmm. Makata USA got some for testing. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah, you got to talk to Brian. Get get your one. You know, you got to get one to test it. Right? If anyone should test, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I saw that picture you know? that they posted, I was like, "Hey, Brian, uh, you know my address." Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, just yeah, reach out to Kyle Dog. Come on, Kyle. Send, send yours over. Let me <laughs> let he me borrow for a little bit. No, if he doesn't oh. have if he doesn't have one, then no one has one. Yeah, so. yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, nah, I'm just uh, trying to be patient. But I, I play with that thing at Rotolive, and it is freaking sweet. It's yeah, awesome. so. Would you tell our listeners and and me because I pre-ordered one? <laughs> uh, <laughs> is is it worth it? Like, do you think it's it's the next step in uh, in the future for video? Uh, I mean, for you know, what do you call it? A helicopter controller trans you know transmitter. Absolutely, that thing is outstanding. Yeah. It is cool. Yeah, the touchscreen super responsive. It's super bright. Like I, I heard a, a couple comments of people being like, "Oh, well." You won't be able to see it in the sun. Not right. even close. Uh, really? We, t- we took it outside and it is super, super bright. You can see it better than like an iPhone or a Samsung screen. It's brighter than that. Yeah, because yeah, smartphones still struggle, you know, especially glare-wise. Yeah, hmm. so you, they will have zero issues with that. It's got some really cool features. Like well, The thing that I find the coolest is like when it's time to go fly, you plug in your heli and then the radio will turn on. Oh, cool. Yeah, so you don't even turn on the radio. Like, I imagine it's like a sleep mode that it goes in. Like, you can fully turn the radio mm-hmm. off. But how I vision myself using it is just putting it in the sleep mode. And then at the field, you just plug in your heli, the radio kicks on, and then you go out and fly. So there's like, it's just making it even easier. And there's a lot of cool, like, interface stuff with the phone and, you know, buddy boxing and, and all that. So it, it's the next step of V Bar Control. And they freaking nailed it. It is awesome. Nice. Yeah. You know, it's funny because you, you tell me when, uh, you know, you turn the model on, it turns on. And I had a weird issue with my old, my current V control um, because I put it on a plane and I, uh, you know, I had a, was it, silver line on the plane and I crashed the plane. Yeah. But the plane was stuck in the in the tree. So I couldn't turn the plane <laughs> off. So now I'm like, because it was still connected and everything. It's yeah. still connected. It won't, it won't let me turn the radio off. So I'm like, 
oh man, I want to fly something else, but I can't. Uh, yeah. I did find a workaround, but I wonder how that's gonna work with the 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 touch, or just you know, don't fly planes with the. <laughs> Well, well, I'm, I imagine you just unbound it from the radio because you can unbind it after it's like connected to the yeah. receiver. Yeah, no, it's probably the same thing. But yeah, I don't know. I was wondering, like, I was making a joke with Kyle Dahl there because it's like when you go to program an ESC, you have to turn the ESC on and have a program, like, have it powered on before the before the radio comes on. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. now what? Do I have to put my radio in another room? Like, do I have to go to my house <laughs> to do true. it? Like, <laughs> Find it. No, but there, there's a way to fully turn the radio off so you can do that, but. Oh, oh, that, that radio is cool. I was just Pretty thinking, sweet. you know, it, it can only be a, a Tribunus or um, a YG with the integration. Mm. <laughs> That's the only way you could do it now. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. I guess I'm out of luck then. <laughs> um, I'm waiting for Hobby Wing to to step up their game too and get that integration with V-Control. I feel like it's next. It has to come. I've mentioned it to them, and I, I'm... I'm not going to say anything because I, I personally I don't know, but I would love to see some integration between the two. I think that'd yes. be awesome. Yeah, but I think it's uh, I think it's definitely possible. We'll we'll have to see what happens. Mm-hmm. So talking about like I don't know, I guess how you saying that you know you, you've been having to practice a little bit more to get ready for competitions and stuff. Uh, are there any new maneuvers or transitions you've been working on? Not really maneuver-wise, but just trying to work on the precision side of things. Just mm-hmm. keeping maneuvers looking clean and smooth is what I have to work on. This is going to sound weird, but like the whole like flying low and aggressive thing that that always kind of came natural to me, so I never had to work on that. But like pirouetting falls and pirouetting loops and rolling stuff—that's what I really have to focus on nowadays, just to keep the timing consistent. Um, sure. But as far as like low flying, that's that never really left. It was just kind of second nature to me now, but all the technical pirouetting, TikToking, looping, mm-hmm. looping, stuff like that, that takes a lot more time and effort nowadays, but just stuff like that. Just trying to keep the precision side of it up, but but I can't really think of new maneuvers anymore. It's Like I said, it's just transitions and different angles yeah. and reversing and stuff like that, but I don't know. It's just it for me, transitions. Cool. So when you when you are when you're prepping for like a competition, right, and you start picking, I guess what's what's first? Do you start picking out like for a music routine, right? Do you pick out your music first, or do you kind of have a general sense of what maneuvers you're gonna do, and then you pick the music after? Like how does how does the whole thought process work for that? It's kind of goes hand in hand. Like uh, music for me is like a huge part of my life like i'm always always listening to music and trying to find nice. new music and mm-hmm. primarily i listen to a lot of like hard rock like metallica avenge sevenfold you know nice. stuff like that which is really really good for aggressive flying so yeah yeah if when metallica or avenge <laughs> releases a new album it's like oh there we go i got the whole next year figured out like oh, <laughs> nice but, <laughs> but you, you just kind of learn after doing it for 10 years like what maneuvers I guess sound like if that makes any sense. Like you hear a song, you're like, oh, that's a TikTok or that's a hurricane. Like sure. you just kind of figure it out, and then from there, yeah. it's just piecing it together as far as timing goes and trying to keep it like fresh. So a lot of times, I'll think of a maneuver and then be like, oh, that song kind of sounds like that, and and work it out or pick a song and just freestyle and go from there. So it, it's run the gamut like the whole way through for every routine I've done, whether it's music first or flying first, like. It's always different, but it's always fun. <laughs> it's always mm-hmm. fun to challenge, and it's always changing up until the day before the event. So, 
Really? Oh, wow. Yeah, it's always it's always different. I always find something I need to change, or I get tired of this song, or find a swear word in this song I didn't hear the first time through, and you know it's it's a challenge, but it's fun. It's that's a really interesting aspect for me is find the music because it's really tough and it really separates the men from the boys for those mm. of us who can hit it and those of us who can't you know really yeah that's interesting because i would figure you would practice like for a good like solid you know couple of weeks the same routine to the same music it's interesting that you say it'll change right up until the day of the event i mean it's not like huge drastic changes but it's small changes but yeah. for for a big event like xfc or global 3d and stuff like that uh I definitely work on it for a couple weeks and refine it and tune it. But then there's been other events where I show up and the first time I do it is the contest fight and somehow wow. you end up winning. Oh, so <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, life gets in the way or other events and it's like, Oh, well let's just wing it. And then, you know, it works out pretty well, but other yeah. times you wing it and you smoke it into the ground. So <laughs> you're not always <laughs> lucky, I guess, but yeah, sometimes it works out better than others, I guess. I don't know. Nice. Yeah. Wow. So have you ever tried like any of the like you know F- FAI type of competitions the not not so much the um the freestyle 3D stuff but more of the F3C or F3N those designates? Um I can't say I put a solid effort into it but I've owned an F3C machine before the the Goblin Orkai and I've definitely like played with it and like really tried to focus on uh precision hovering and precision maneuvers and i it gave me a whole new respect for the flying style because i absolutely cannot do it whatsoever i don't know if it's focus or just not being able to stick with it or skill i don't know what it was but after two flights i was like all right that's it what's next like i just could not stick with it whatsoever but it's a challenge, man. I think it's way harder than 3D. To hold yeah. a helicopter in, in one place and strong wind, poof, no way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No way. It's tough. But outside of that, I mean, I've done like speed flying before um, a little bit here and there. And that's fun just because, you know, you get that heli going pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. Pretty exciting and, and different. But outside of that, I don't know. It just kind of stuck to 3D. That's what was came natural for me. But. FAI is something I wouldn't mind getting into at some mm. point and really pushing on it hardcore, but we'll see. So, Kyle, are you still flying multi-rotors at all or FPV? No, I did FPV for a while and just kind of lost the desire for it. I don't know. Like, when I was doing it, the, the video connection, I don't know if it changed, but the video connection really sucked. And, you know, you'd always have somebody, even on a different channel, they'd turn on near you and you'd see their camera or you'd fly just in the wrong spot and it would go out or, you know, stuff like that. And I really just lost a lot of interest after hitting about 455 trees with my quad and (laughs) breaking breaking about 3,453 props and all that. And I've had quads fly away and video receivers die and all that. So I was like, eh, I don't know. It's just not I mean, worth it for me, but I don't know. The videos I've seen you fly, like, you know, up in um, Rochester, you know, with the quads was pretty cool. Like, the acrobatic stuff was pretty cool. Oh, thanks. That was that was fun. I liked the, the freestyle aspect. It was a lot of fun to me. And, yeah. You know, flying under stuff at full speed. And <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I wonder if I can fit in here, and then you can't. <laughs> and, 
Nice. Yeah, that was fun. I never got into the racing part. I don't. I just think it's part of me because I'm just not all that competitive of a person, so I couldn't really like get into it. But I don't know. There's people like Duncan Bossian who is an incredible helicopter pilot, but he's also amazing at FPV racing. Like he's right. like, top ranked, and I really? watched his videos and. And he gets that thing moving, and he's precise, and goes through all the gates and all that. And I look at it, and it's like, well, that's cool and all, but it's, it's not my taste. I don't know. Yeah. Not my thing. I respect it, but it's not my thing. Sure. Right. So you mentioned you sim. What's your sim of choice? Real Flight. Oh, man. Is it G7? Does that sound right? G7? 7.5 or something? That's the last one I yeah. used. 7.5. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had some heli on there that was tuned pretty good. Nowadays, now that I'm back in Orlando and back in the heli scene full time, I don't sim at all just because I fly enough. But yeah, the last time I was simming, it was a uh, real flight G seven point five. Nice. Yeah, I've tried them all nowadays and keep coming back to real flight, man. <laughs> I've been flying that one since I started, so just kind of yeah. feels natural now. From yeah. like G real flight G two, I think. Yeah, I would say like G two or three. You know, when you were a kid, I guess, right? Yeah, it was like G2 and 3, 4, four and a half, five. you know, all the way up to what we have now. And that's just, that's the original right there, Real Flight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that one's pretty solid. Can't beat it yet. Nice. Yeah. So what's what's your, I guess, what's your helicopter choice when, like, not competition or nothing, just when you are just going out there with your friends and flying, like, you know, What's what do you like to fly? Believe it or not, it's this brand new Goblin 570 Sport, man. That thing is just oh awesome. yeah. I'm flying mine on 6s and really yeah. I swear to you, my 6s, my, my new 570 6s has more power than my 12s one ever did. <clears throat> really? What's know, what's different what about the new Sport version besides like the G10 frame and and you know? Well, grand scheme skids. Yeah, grand scheme, it's really similar. I mean, there's a few minor details, like the canopy in the front was made a little bigger, so your your battery wires fit a little better. Okay. Uh, okay. Like like you said, the G10 frames and the landing gear. Uh, he made the, the main gear a little taller as well, and I okay. believe his reason behind that was just kind of help with deep heat dissipation, so <laughs> you have a, a less chance of stripping it. Outside yeah. of that, I don't think he really changed anything. Oh, uh, you can put mini servos in it if you want to. Uh, okay. It comes with brackets with full size or mini. Okay. Uh, I'm flying full size just because that's what I had when it yeah. came time to build it. But I think, I mean, minis these days have so much torque that they would work, you know, mm-hmm. just as well on that as full size. But yeah, that thing is just awesome, man. I fly mine on 6S, so it's one pack to charge. And, you know, you just bring like four to the field and you can fly back to back, really. Yeah. And plenty of power. It flies super light, super fast. And I can get about three and a half, almost four minutes out of mine, depending on how I fly, of course. And it's just, it's awesome. Simple parts, easy to work on. It flies really well. I like nice. it. And it just, it fits in the back of the car. Like, don't have to empty the whole thing like I do with 700s. It's just yeah. in the back seat, a couple packs, and, you know, you're good to go. And after work, a lot of times I'll fly in, in Bert's backyard behind the shop, just, you know, fly something just to keep the fingers going and. But mm-hmm. 570 is perfect for that. So, yeah, I'm liking that. Nice. Do you know if uh, SAB is going to produce any other nitros? <laughs> um, you know, I can't. Well, 
don't know mm-hmm. how to say this. I can't. <laughs> I cannot confirm or deny. Um, <laughs> okay. I know a, a lot of people are trying to get him to do more. Yeah. And I know they have other stuff on their plate right now that would be ahead of it. Um, okay. So I, I honestly don't really know what they're gonna do. But even if I did, I wouldn't be able to tell you. So there you sure. go. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like Oliver North there for a second. <laughs> I can't <laughs> confirm or deny. Yeah, and if I did, I'd, if I told you, I'd have to kill you. So there you yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I was I was hoping that um, you know, because I feel like Nitro is making such a good surgeons right now. Like, you know, it's just coming back. Right? And with that, I, I I was hoping that SAB would release some uh, other sizes too. I think it'd be cool. Yeah, I mean anything's possible, but uh, yeah. they just recently did the the seven hundred sport, which I know you got, Steve. Um, mm-hmm. So. That's a little bit cheaper. If you guys wanted to get into Nitro, that was a little bit more affordable, cheaper to yeah. finish. So, I don't yeah. Know, I and what, what I love about it, it's cheaper, but I mean, if you think about it, it's not much different. Like, it's your canopy, yeah. But I can't really tell the difference. Once I put the canopy on, it flies just as good. And, and like G10 frames, you can't see it. It doesn't really matter, you know? Um, oh, I mean, it's, yeah, it's 100% the same. And I, I yeah. cannot feel a single performance difference either. Yeah, yeah. Some people say, "Oh, the G10 Flex." It's like, no, it's not. You, I mean, maybe, but you can't feel that. I mean, yeah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah it's, and it's funny because people say, like, "Well, maybe you can't feel it, but Kyle Stacy can." <laughs> 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 so, like, Kyle Stacy, you, you know? <laughs> yeah, I can oh, tell you right funny. now, Kyle Stacy cannot feel the difference. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, confirmed. <laughs> yeah, confirmed. Oh, I fly. I fly the Thunder Sport 700 frames on my electric. Uh-huh. That's what I had. And I, yeah. I I put a Thunder T canopy on, boom, we can get into that later. But, I mean, G10 frames, carbon fiber frames, thickness, man, I don't know. <laughs> all feels yeah. the same to me. But I guess thickness, if it's a severe weight change, maybe. But I don't know. As far yeah. as raw material goes, I can't tell a single difference whatsoever. Right, right. Yeah, it's good to know. Yeah. I mean, you've you've probably been to so many events, you know, over your your helicopter career, um, <laughs> all over the world. I mean, you have any cool stories you want to share? Cool stories. Uh, I got a funny be, story. It could be funny. It could be crashes. You know. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, the best. I think this is probably the best crash in my life. Um, twenty. I want to say twenty fifteen or twenty sixteen. Uh, Bert and Susie and I went to New Zealand for an event. Wow. Yeah, that was cool. New Zealand was incredible. They had a great group of guys out there. Mm-hmm. But, uh, anyway, there was a big open field, and on the left and right, there were some trees. Now, you probably already figured out where the story's going. But let me <laughs> so there's a tree, there's a group of trees on the left, and it's the last day of the event, and I'm like, eh, why not? Let's go cut some trees. So I start with my 700 three-blade Kyle Stacy thing. I start heading towards the trees inverted, and I'm getting ready to cut them, but I realize I'm just a little bit too high. So I went to go give some positive, apparently too much positive, and I just I hit that tree probably at 120 miles an hour, like full oh, speed. Geez. Could not be going any faster, and I hit the tree dead on square. Wow! And it hit so hard that there was literally like nothing left, absolutely nothing. I just threw it away there because I had like a V bar <laughs> and a motor. That's all I could take home because everything else was just destroyed. Wow! Yeah, you just I mean, left it right by the tree. 
Just yeah, I mean, no, no, motor out, yeah, leave the rest right yeah. there. <laughs> I took the good stuff and I was like, all right, anyone got a trash bin here? Like, there's there's no point in packing this up because I'm sure someone took it. <laughs> so I was like, oh, um, this is cost these heavy. <laughs> I'm yeah, taking it. Probably. I don't I don't know what they did with it, but there was nothing left. I can tell you that much. But, yeah, I'm sure somebody uh, cut the tree down, dude. This is the tree that Kyle <laughs> Stacy crashed in. <laughs> they replanted <laughs> right. their yard, yeah, and they hung the heli in it. Yeah, that's always funny to me. Like when I go to, well, when I go to when I when I was at the spring fling last year, you know, you walk by the the garbage can and there's like <laughs> a good dollar's worth amount of helicopter parts in there. I'm always like, I don't know, you know, I guess in my mind you don't think that, uh, you know, hey, it's garbage. You, you see it and you're like, mm, you know what? That canopy isn't really that bad. I might actually use that. Yeah. Or like, yeah, dude, it's know, great. Or something. Or like carbon fiber side frames. Like, oh man, there's a good chunk of clean carbon on there. I could cut out and yeah. use it for oh, bracing man. or some other reinforcement, you know? I think I could oh, use yeah. those links. <laughs> Dude, <it's laughs> I don't cool. know what that. <laughs> when, when Sunday comes around, those trash cans are just like heli graveyards, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I'm sure awesome. someone could uh, build themselves another heli with all the parts. <laughs> uh, probably. I know someone who pulled a set of broken blades out of the garbage and glued them back together. And, and no them. way. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's sketchy. Yeah. I, I don't in, know uh, what that. It was it was Rotor Live like two years ago, uh, right when the VTX blades were coming out. Mm-hmm. And and one of the team pilots crashed him, and someone went and grabbed him and glued it back together and kept flying him. Wow. Damn. Yeah, and they held together like they flew all the way until he crashed him. Wow. So I was like, man, I would never do that. No. <laughs> hey. Never. Yeah, that's never. those things but, spend so much force. It's so scary. Yeah, but he he held it down, so he's still wow. here. <laughs> so, yeah. it so what events do you plan on going to this year? Oh, I have no idea. Um, yeah, <laughs> you gonna you gonna make it to Spring Flag? Oh yeah, that's the one I'll, I'll never miss. But what is it? It's almost April now, so I want to do the Huntsville, Alabama phone fly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I might hit that. Um, there's the torches Spring Bash here in yep. Orlando, which is, would be pretty weird for me to miss because it's you know like twenty <laughs> minutes true. away. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's right here. So the Torches Spring Bash, uh, maybe Huntsville, Spring Fling. Um, I got to do some overseas stuff. So I think there's one in the UK and one in Switzerland. Uh, Heli Challenge in Switzerland, I think I'm going to go to. Uh, nice. Probably Urcha. And I don't know. They all get mixed in throughout. Um, so I think there's one in Utah in April that I might be going to. I don't really know where I'm going until like a week ahead of time. Wow. That's when, really, that's, that's when I really figure everything out because it's, you know, time to do so. But Sure. Uh, yeah, I usually hit about uh, between 10 to 20 events a year. So here and there. Nice. Wow. That's yeah, awesome, cool. man. Yeah, and it's different now that I have a day job. But back in the day, man, it would be like every other weekend was an event. Right. Yeah, the helis would just live in the travel case. Yeah, just really? come home. Wow. Yeah, just come home, do laundry. Charge up the phone and back out. I went back to another event. Wow. That's got to be pretty crazy, fun. though, huh? That's got to be tough. It was, yeah. It was tough and it was tiring, but man, it was fun. Just going yeah. to different countries and different events and different states. And and I I was always jet lagged from something, but it was a lot of fun. It was cool. It was a good time. Yeah, I'm sure it's one of those things, you know, you're like, hey, man, I'm glad I did it. It was a pain in the ass while I did it. But looking back, you're like, yeah, you know, that was really cool. Well, yeah, it's cool that. to sit here. It's cool to sit here at 22 years old and be like, yeah, I've been to, you know, this many countries and I've been to Australia and New Zealand and Hong Kong. It's like, it's cool that I get all my traveling out of the way when I'm young. And then, 
you know, when I'm older, it's like, well, yeah, I already did that. Like, don't really have mm-hmm. to really worry about it. So it's pretty cool to be able to say where I've been and, you know, it was all flying toy helis. So yeah, it could be worse. Absolutely. I guess. It could, it, there are worse jobs out there, I'm sure. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I bitch about one weekly. <laughs> yeah. Let's say Kevin got one of those. <laughs> Yeah, I, I haven't made I haven't made that's for sure that's cool man Yeah, the boss is pretty nice too <laughs> so how's it working for Bert that's gotta be pretty interesting huh I mean he no, I mean to me Bert was like yeah somewhat of an I mean I mean I guess you are too like like very iconic like you know in the helicopter industry and like just RC helicopters just you know one of those top guys right so now yeah, that you're working I mean, with him yeah, I mean, I always looked up to him that way, and I still do, just for all that he's done. But mm-hmm. our relationship has changed so much that he's he's more of like a family member. Like he's an he's an uncle or another another father figure. Me, like he, he and I have become so close over the years, and that's awesome. We've had some some real like heart to hearts over some some personal life stuff, and mm-hmm. you know now to be working for him, and we get along. At least <laughs> in my opinion, we get along real well. <laughs> I don't know what his opinion is, but. <laughs> you know, no, it's it's a cool dynamic. We we mess with each other all day, but we also get down and and do work and all that. So I I love it. You know, I'm going awesome. and working with him and Susie every single day, mm-hmm. day in and day out. It's awesome. It's been a dream come true. Oh, it's amazing. Very yeah, cool. It's cool. Yeah, <clears throat> good people for sure. Very good people. Nice. So, do you have any predictions of the hobby as far as like you know what the latest and greatest might be? You know, or what you'd want to see this hobby kind of progress into? You know, like say next five years. Um, what I want to see, and this is probably gonna be controversial, but I really want to see all the rescue features just go away. I really do. Because really, yeah, because I I understand it helps people and all that, but I also feel like people are kind of using it as a crutch. And I I get told all the time, like, oh well, I would have crashed without it. Yeah, that's cool. But and I I get it. Like that's awesome. But you know, you should learn to save the model on your own. Like you shouldn't just rely on this switch. That's just going to save you every time. Like you should be able to go, Oh, it's in this, this orientation. Or I need to do this to save it. You could yell, help, so, help, 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 help. Yep. That works too. I've seen people do that. Um, just, <laughs> yelling, just, just, just purely yelling doesn't do a whole lot for the heli, but Hey, your mileage may vary, but, um, I don't know. I wish the rescue stuff would go away just so people would, you know, really learn to actually fly it. I know, I know that people are probably going to hate me for that, but it's just kind of. No, I mean, definitely going to be mixed bag of reviews for folks. Uh, I was a big firm believer of rescue, um, mm-hmm. but the thing is, is I used rescue as not not so much as like. I mean, obviously, when my helicopter is falling out of the sky, I'm going to hit it. But it's also, I don't know, I I got used to using it to help me understand orientation like you know so it'd be like so now like if i if i'm pure wedding or pure flipping and i get lost i don't need to hit rescue i can bail myself out but initially i had to use rescue until i could learn to bail myself out if that makes any sense yeah absolutely and i'm totally on board with that totally but what what kind of concerns me is when people they don't use it to learn they use it to rely on and they don't ever learn from it. They just go, all right, well, I'm going to go throw the sticks. And then if something happens, I'll hit this switch. Like, mm. if you're going to use it just to, like, learn, like you like you said, learn the orientations and figure it out. Like, that's awesome. Like, use it for that. But don't use it as a crutch and, like, just rely on it every single time. 
because that's not really, in my opinion, what it's there for. So, yeah, yeah. I I must say I've used it, and subsequently it's followed by throttle hold, like almost immediately. <laughs> Rescue so, throttle hold. <laughs> it really doesn't yeah. benefit me that much. Right, it levels out and then blade stops like instantly. <laughs> yeah, but but you're right. You you really should hit rescue and then be like, you know, take a step back and be like, all right, why did I hit rescue? Right. You know, why was that? What orientation was I in that I need to work on? Right. So yep. I don't know. I think people are. I think more often than not, people are using it for the right reasons. But I see a lot of people who don't. And I I don't know. We'll see what happens. But as far as technological advancements, I think the next thing is batteries. Honestly, like. It's time for a new technology or an improvement. And not that we're flying is bad by any means, but I think it's time for longer flight times, more power, more reliability. Yeah. Just because we've been flying the same cells more or less for the last, like, what, 10 years now? Or for a while now, LiPos have not really changed. So, of course, they've gotten, like, you know, a higher C and power, but it's time to to look into flight time and reliability and longevity and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just where I stand. Because helis fly well. They're strong. They're reliable. Yeah. Motors are reliable. Gyros flies great. Right. Yeah. 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 Gyros are great. You set it up from the radio. If you yeah. fly V-Bar. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, other brands have integration as well. So, I don't know. I think that's just the next logical thing. And then maybe yeah. more powerful nitros. If the market's really there, maybe, you know, we get more more powerful nitros or a bigger case for a more powerful nitro to fit in. Like, if because they've been in the same case now for 10 years. Like, yep. do we need a bigger case? Do we need bigger helis? Like, you know, what's next as far as that goes? So, How about just better and cheaper nitro fuel? <laughs> the cost of nitro is insane. It really is. Yeah. You know, yeah, you, go to, you go to a normal store and you're paying $40 a gallon of 30%. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. I shop at Graves RC down here, and I think Byron <laughs> Fuels is at least 30 or 40 gallon, Yeah. So. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> it's pretty. Uh, yeah. It's a little on the price side, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. But that whole when when Nitro really took a dip, when Electric took over, I think that's when the prices really skyrocketed, and they oh, never yeah. really came back. They never really came back down because right. Electric Electric held on to its popularity. So mm-hmm. maybe yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd like to see a better battery. You know, but it's funny because you know you get. I'm, I'm sure you get this question from from folks that don't know anything about RC. They'll be like, oh, my God, look at that. Or don't know about helicopters. They'll look at my 712S, you know, 5,000 packs. And they'll be like, wow, those that, that must be expensive. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you know, how long do you fly with, with that that huge battery? Same thing as my four, my, my little Oxy yeah. 4 with the 1056 S packs. <laughs> it, doesn't, yeah. it doesn't change, you know. And, and it should. It, you should be able to get at least, say, a six and a half minute, you know, flight with a uh, yeah, 700 at a decent head speed not have to be like okay i'm gonna run 1200 in the head you know <laughs> like yeah, to be able to yeah. run a 2000 head speed and still get good power and time it, it's funny because we spend more time charging them than we do flying them it's like oh how long do they fly uh three minutes and how long <laughs> do they charge uh like 25 <laughs> yeah exactly right <laughs> the ratio is a little off there pal so uh-huh you know and then it's like then you know, like you're you're someone like me, like okay, I gotta buy at least this many packs so I could be cycling them as I'm flying them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, get a good charger, a good power supply, bring out the yeah. generator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell me, I've been there. I've been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've been there. Uh, so, one event that I, I I'm surprised I didn't hear you say. I mean, I know it would be the Rochester event. 
<laughs> well, yeah, that one's a given. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That one's one of, the, one of those that if I miss it, uh, Mr. Chris Reibert would not be too happy with me. <laughs> yeah, sure. They Reibert. won't let you back into New York if you miss that, man. <laughs> exactly. Out of the Rabs Club. <laughs> yeah. Done. <laughs> yeah. Done. Yeah. No, I'll definitely be going back there. See the boys and mm-hmm. see the family and all that. So, yeah. Nice. yeah. Definitely. All right. I think that's kind of the questions I had. Kevin, Fred, do you have some questions you want to add? No, I was really interested in like what he talked about earlier and what he's been doing since you mm-hmm. know the last time we spoke to him. So I'm yeah. glad we got a chance to catch up. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Find out what's going on. Definitely. That's yeah. it. I'm an, I'm an open book. I don't do a whole lot. I fly, I work, and I've been playing guitar. That's about it. Nice, yeah, yeah. I saw you. Uh, you had a couple of guitars. And I was like, oh, I want one <laughs> because yeah, Avenged Sevenfold yeah, is, is you know, kind of like I guess in high school is all Metallica, and then like right. after high school, it's basically for me like when Avenged Sevenfold first came out the first album. It's been like I've been all about them, and now I'm kind of moving into In Flame and some other bands. But um, yeah. I've always like I've always like Sinister's guitars. You know, those Schecters. They just look freaking cool as hell. I mean, I've always been like really into them and Metallica, and more recently, I've been into the whole music side of it. And mm-hmm. I, uh, I think maybe like two years ago, I, I watched a live show, and Sinister Gates came out with that guitar, and I'm like, oh, yeah. yep, that's it, that's it. I want that right there. <laughs> yeah. And last July, I saw Metallica and Avenged Sevenfold live, which was just oh, absolutely my god, insane. Avenged was incredible, mm-hmm. but Metallica, man, after all those years, they can still hold it down. Yeah, absolutely, oh, yeah. still kill it. Oh yeah, there's yeah. nothing like being like right in front of James and then like Master of Puppets comes on or something. It's just, yes, <laughs> it's man that bass yeah. guitar and all the the drums and everything it hits you right mm-hmm. in your chest. So, yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of fun. So I bought one guitar and then six more came along with it later down the line. So it's my, <laughs> it's my new money pit. Oh no, I know how that happens. I don't yeah. know how many guitars I've had over my my career playing guitars which not really a career <laughs> yeah i'd have to That's think fun. about that one man yeah kevin well you were in several like you're in a band you know yeah it was funny I, and all that stuff, so. I was in a thrash metal band at the same time working at a lumberyard where a guy wanted to start a um a uh cover band of the who was the, the band oh the grateful dead so I had, to, I had to learn all these Grateful Dead songs, and I'd be playing the thrash metal <laughs> solos over the Grateful Dead songs. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it didn't work out, like, right away. And, and then uh, I was like, well, you know, I'll sit down and I'll try and learn, you know, some of the Dead stuff. And yeah. that, was, that, was, that was a little creepy, though, because then when I started to learn that, you know, and we would be practicing, you know, we had couple people that were always hanging around and they'd be coming up and they'd be like man that was awesome man that's that was awesome and i'm like all right now it's getting creepy dude <laughs> step back a bit did you did you like i remember one time i played at this place and they're like um the sound guy came up to me and said can you turn on a distortion i was like what what no. <laughs> that distortion what she's like yeah i can't really turn, hear it no so i'm like that's the whole point <laughs> Oh, you want me to turn it up? Yeah, no problem. I can yeah, <laughs> I was so surprised. I was like, okay, turn yeah. it down. Yeah, Queen Channel. What's that? Never heard of it. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I have Never a I have a guitar for Queen Channel. It's my classical guitar. <laughs> it's an acoustic. <laughs> yeah, it's an acoustic guitar. I have a guitar for Queen Channel. It's called the Radio. <laughs> I don't use that. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. 
That's yeah. cool. If we have no more questions for Mr. Kyle Stacy here, why don't we move to 10 more questions <laughs> with the top 10 shotgun round. Yeah, this came from our dear friend Chris Ryber. He's the one that originated the uh, top 10 or gave us the oh, top 10 suggestion. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Chris Ryber. Oh, God. Yeah, no, he, he, he was the guy that bought a jet and you looked at him and said, my favorite Kyle Stacy quote ever. Nice jet. Why'd you buy it? <laughs> oh chris i love that guy chris is so awesome i know that was all in fun yeah yeah, yeah he's yeah. fine he's a good dude miss yeah. that guy he's the best yeah. man yeah he's we had one last week he was talking about the scale hellies and all that uh-huh we had a yeah, great he's, time. he's a good dude he's a good dude awesome okay all right fred are you there Who? did he go did he go shopping fred. Fred. i told you i'd be back in time for the top 10 Nice. Perfect. All right. So, <laughs> all right. So let's go. Let's go, Fred, me, and then Kevin. Okay. Okay. All right. So here we go. Top ten shotgun round. Go, Fred. Pinch or thumb. Pinch or thumb. That's for you, Kyle. Oh me. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, pinch. Pinch. Okay. Nitro electric. Okay. Right. Five fifty or seven hundred size. Five fifty. You're supposed to say five seventy. Five seventy. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Kyle's supposed to say five seventy. I was supposed to say five (laughs) seventy. Okay. uh, (laughs) Go, Fred. Uh, Fly bar or rescue? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Airplane. 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 (laughs) <laughs> oh man all right uh scale or 3d i mean 3D. yeah <laughs> uh are you a strap or strapless guy strap really hey. yeah but, it, but it's you funny it like, right at the ground right well it's it, this is gonna sound so lame but all through the years of flying the plastic v-bar control i never used it as soon as i got that aluminum one man that thing is heavy how tall are you I am about six five. Yeah, so you're six five. You know, like two hundred pounds. Like, what? Really? The aluminum V control is too heavy. Man, it, so, I don't know. It's just the way I hold it. It got real uncomfortable for no strap for a while, and then I I took a BK strap and I had to make it longer and I had to like glue it together. And <laughs> uh, that's what I was gonna say. So that strap must be four feet long. <laughs> yeah, it's huge. It is because I know huge. he holds it like down by his waist. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It looks absolutely ridiculous, and it's CA together, so. <laughs> oh man, that's so cool! Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, oh, all man. right, <laughs> cordless or brushes? Cordless. Okay, uh, fuselage style or pot and boom? Fuselage. Six uh, S or twelve S? Ooh, that's a little broad. Twelve uh, S, I guess, generally speaking. But okay, it de- depends on the heli. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Urcha. Or that one up there that Chris does. That that, that one up there that Chris does. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. I didn't ask you this. Is Urcha like, um, I know you go to Urcha pretty much every year. It's like, is that all work? Because, you know, I know that for the team pilots and stuff, I mean, they get paid to like actually be there and work. So for you, is that the same scenario? Like you're paid to be there and from day you you land in you know Indiana to to the day you fly out, it's just all work. 
Pretty much. I mean, I I hate to sit here and complain about it, but Urza, from the day you get there to the day it's over, it's just a job from mm-hmm. being in the booth to doing demos to competing to yeah. working on helis to flying. And, you know, it's just it's always something from from the morning to the evening. So it's fun in the sense that you get to hang out and just like talk with people and mess around. But as far as demos and competitions and all that go, man, it can be really, really tiring. Right, right. Cool. Yeah. Okay. All right, let's move it to news and announcements. News and announcements. Okay. So what do we have? So I wrote this in here. I just wanted to give a big, giant congrats to Ron Kors Jr., Uncle Ron, for uh, joining the RC Pro Plus team. Nice. Yes, something that came to my attention because I want to – Meet him uh, next time I see him in person. I want to give him my little 3D printed connector things that uh, mm-hmm. I was working on and see what he thinks of them. Nice. That guy basically bought out of RC Pro Plus. <laughs> yeah. I know there was for a period I'm like, God, what, what, why is Heli Direct out of S6s and D6 plugs? And then sure enough, I, <laughs> Uncle Rod has a been full of them. I'm like, damn. Yeah, <laughs> that was like last year, out. right? Yeah, yeah. You're like, yeah, you got them all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah hilarious. Uh, but Uncle Ron's a great guy, man. Yeah. So totally. congrats. Awesome. Congrats. Congrats, boss. I can say that. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's see. Um, Anything else? Sure. I don't. I know that Kevin likes to do the uh, Horizon product update, and uh, one of the ones that's caught my eye. Is the new Mall M7? Maybe I'm pronouncing it wrong. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a planker, high wing, but unlike a lot of the planes that they've been putting out lately with the full styrofoam enclosed fuselage, this one actually has an open cockpit interior. You know, oh, so cool. it's it's a 1.5 meter plane with mm-hmm. safe and all the stability and stuff. So I'm seeing this as a potential. Uh, Full FPV experience. Put the head tracking inside. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. So, uh, and you know, you wanted it. You throw the the safe on it so it's stable. You can just kind of relax while you fly. Look around. Have the head tracking move around inside. That's that's what I'm thinking. I might. Have to That'd be pretty up. cool. That would be cool. On Horizon Hobby, the other thing I want to note is I saw in person at UMX Timber uh, this past weekend, and I thought that was a pretty cool little bird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the lights and everything—it's yep. it's not bad. It's just the way it flew too. It's cool. Do we have anything else for news and announcements? No, I guess it's a light week. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, I guess let's uh, move it on to what's next for you in the hobby. What's next for you, Fred? Oh, same as Steve. Yeah. Z- zip <laughs> zero nothing. <laughs> no, man. I, I I got the itch to get that little gremlin on. I'm definitely gonna fly that some more this week. Um, I picked up some of the solar powered lights and, uh, there, there's, there's, there's going to be a little bit of track starting to build in the backyard. Now the weather's getting nicer. Oh, that's a good idea. That's so, yeah, that's, that's, that's definitely coming up this week. Nice. All right. Someone else. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I guess I'll go. (laughs) Uh, let's see. I want to, yeah, I gotta, I gotta get that black thunder in the air. Make sure everything is good from, you know. My uh, maintenance, you know, see how I like the the little bit stiffer because I had bead dampeners in there. I never knew that, so I put the C's in there now. So hopefully, 
stiffen it up a little and see how it goes. Uh, besides that, I'm dying to fly to Black Nitro some more. So nice. that's definitely going to happen, not this weekend, but sometime hopefully before. Actually, no. What am I talking about? I'm not flying. Wow. So the weather for the rest of this week is supposed to be rain. And then I'm on, on my family vacation coming Sunday. So I won't actually be flying again till next week. And Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, not even the weekend this podcast comes up, but the weekend after. Well, isn't there a party this weekend? There is. There is a party that I am really not ready for. So, <laughs> yeah, I got to get the house ready. My my son's turning one. It's his first birthday. So we're going to have a little ce- celebration at the house. And, I, you know, I'm building this half wall in the living room right now. And oh, it's just so much crap. And, um, yeah, 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 just just a lot of shit that I have to do. Clean up and then figure out food and I don't know. I don't even know who's coming. <laughs> well, so, I'm coming. The wife, right, cool. and the wife are coming. You and the wife? Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to make it, but that's okay because I never got an invite. <laughs> you could come. I just don't think yeah. you'd want to spend the money to fly up here from Florida. It'd be. Oh, wait, that was my expense? I thought that was all included. No, no, yeah. no. Not until that kid gets a second job, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once that kid starts paying for my helicopter hobby, then then we could talk. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm just gonna, yeah, I'm gonna, I won't be on next week's episode, so uh, it's gonna be interesting to, what? Uh, yeah. Oh, jeez. It's, it, it's not a surprise. You knew this. You and Fred, Kyle, what are you? What you are you and doing Fred are week? cooking up something. I know it. Jeez. <laughs> oh, uh, it's gonna be funny. We're gonna. It's gonna be the Fred and and Kevin show. People oh. like Steve, who? It's gonna be great. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be fantastic. I can't wait to hear it. Uh, <laughs> me too. <laughs> so yeah, that's about that's it for me for for a little while now. It's gonna take us four hours to record, and it's gonna be a twenty-five minute episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's gonna be four hours of bloopers. It's gonna be lovely. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, so what about you, Kevin? <laughs> well, I'm gonna squeeze in some flying man because this Sunday is Easter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think I'll be flying on Sunday, and Saturday is your party, so I, I probably won't be flying anywhere on Saturday, but I might get up early Saturday morning and go down to the soccer field, like, early, I don't know, before the party. Sure. Just just throw that oxy around a little bit, and we'll see if I get that uh, Mikey's uh, RC thing finished. I might throw that in the air, but I don't know. I might do that down at the club field. I got a maiden it down there, man. Yeah. Because that, hey, yeah. be that should be a hoot, as they say. <laughs> Just break out the whoops while you're there. Yeah. And that's all I'll be doing. All right. What about you, Kyle? Oof. I don't know. <laughs> Probably just flying and laundry and cleaning <laughs> and paying bills. Like <laughs> Apparently, that's what adults do, and I'm quickly learning that, which is paying bills and laundry and cleaning. So. Oh, boy. I just yeah. got my own first apartment, so I'm learning about all the ins and outs of that. So, ah, congrats! Yeah, thank nice, you. dude. Yeah, thank you, thank you. It's fun, but it's also a challenge at the same time. So, yeah, it's cool. It's, cool. it's you get to you get to set it up your way you want, and then you're like, crap, the electricity bill, crap, this bill, that bill. Oh my god, this sucks. dude! It's, it's <laughs> rent and electric and water yeah. and phone and food. Yeah. 
God, they just never end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Internet and this and Netflix and <laughs> like, what the hell? What do I pay for all this shit? Why do yeah, I work just I, to pay these bills? <laughs> yeah, the stuff I forget about and then it comes out of nowhere, like Netflix, $10, here we go. Or 12 yep. They just raised it like 12 They or just raised, so. yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You need to tell Bert that you need a allowance for a cleaning woman to come in. Tell him, please take care of that for me. <laughs> Say I'm, I'm new. I'm just starting out. I need a little hand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just- he says I have. He says I have a cleaning guy, and I said, "Who?" When he says you. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, all right. Well. No, it's all That's right. That's good though. It's an adventure. Definitely is. It. It is. It is. And it's just cleaning until I can go have fun. Yep. Nice. Sure. All right. Are we uh, ready for the wrap up then? I'm ready. You ready, Fred? Ready. All right. All right. Let's wrap it up. All right. Wait. I'm not ready. <laughs> All right. I'm ready. I'm sorry. You're ready now? Okay. All right. Okay. So, Facebook likes. We are 760 plus one. Hmm. Nice. And we have. Roll the music. Kevin Barnett. Nice. Thanks, Kev. Thank you. Okay, Facebook comments. What do we got? Um, Facebook comments. Uh, well, we had a comment um, on our last podcast uh, where we had Chris Rybert on talking about his scale helicopters. Mike Welch posted. Uh, oh yeah, some pictures of of his uh, setup and uh, mm-hmm. what he's been working on, and said great podcast uh, with fellow Motion RC uh, team heli member Chris Rybert. Tune in to hear some great things, and he shared our episode. But I was more blown away with um, with Bill, uh, who also commented and said, "Awesome episode with Chris," uh, and he would like to add that he has over sixteen videos on his YouTube channel that pertain to scale RC helicopters. Mm-hmm. So, um, if you're interested in checking out some stuff, um, you know, on the scale side, go check out Bill's uh channel. Yeah, definitely. And I gotta throw it in that. Mark Ritchie also comment, you guys rock it every week, and they just keep coming. Nice. Thank you, Mark. Thanks, Bill. Yeah, Mark, Mark's a good guy. Yeah, and Mark just got a 3D printer because of our nonstop talking about 3D printers. <laughs> oh, nice. So he bought the same uh, A8 Anet one that I got. So, oh, cool. Yeah. So I told him, print everything. No. <laughs> um, cool, man. Awesome. Let's see. Do we have any more Facebook comments or? Uh, I've had a little communique with uh, Dan VP, and uh, nice. he says he loves the show, and he he was thinking about um, purchasing a Logo Six Ninety SX as his first seven hundred size, and um, just hit me up for some questions about you know blade sizes and um, stuff like that. And I just you know I kind of kind of ran down my experiences with mine, you know mm-hmm. what I looked out Do for. Do it, yeah, yeah. I love nice. it, man. I love that 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 thing, dude. What did we weigh that bird in? Like nine and a half pounds. Yeah, that was with twelve S, I think, too, right? Yeah, definitely with twelve S. Yeah, and I think it was nine and a half. Yeah, they, but I'm not sure your twelve S packs. You might have been the thirty sevens or forty ones. They're, they're small twelve S packs, but you know that. I mean that that heli, that's that's a crazy part of weight ratio, you know. For and it's so much. It's I. It's such a good heli, man. I I love it. Mm-hmm. I really, I'm really interested in uh, trying some of the SAB stuff though. Back again now that you've been talking about it for a while, and I know that uh, you really love that Black Thunder, man. So 
Yeah. I might give it a try down the road. Who knows? I have to see what I, I got to do. Get a Black Thunder Spore because I, I got to off it. my do ass it. and I got to sell some shit. Yeah. Do I it. Do. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Sell your 380 and your, your 570 and buy that. You'll, Every, you'll, you'll love it. Everything out of my do 570 it. will fit, right? Do it. I mean, well, the servo the servos and, will. Yeah. Servos and your, you know, fly brothers. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey guys. Hey, guys. Yeah. Like Carl Stacy wants to, or Carl Stacy wants to say something to you. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Yeah, yeah. I think you'll like it because, I, you know, first of all, it'd be good because I think all your goblins you bought you. So you never had the the wow factor of like open opening a, an SAB kit and building yeah. it because it yep. literally is one of the like the finest kits you could build as far as like the instruction manual, the fit and finish of everything. Um, it, every time I build one, it wows me. And, you know, every time I want to build one, I buy it. I don't, I don't buy use. I just, because I don't know. I mean, I bought my black thunder use, but like when it came to like, like nitro, I'm like, Oh, I gotta buy that new. Or when I had the 570, I bought that new and the 380. That's, you know, because the part of the experience is building a kit and, You'll see when you get one and build it. You know, it's one thing to take something apart that's crashed and put it together. It's another thing to like go through the manual and each step by step and just kind of, wow, it's five hours later and this helicopter airframe's done. Like this is amazing. I can't believe yeah. it goes together so quick. It's it's you'll see. I mean, I've I've done that with the oxys and I can mm-hmm. easily see the difference in between putting a helicopter together from. You know, the box, opening the box and then yeah. buying something used and taking it apart to fix what's broken. Right. Yeah, right. That whole experience. Yeah. So definitely do it. <laughs> do it. Definitely <laughs> do, do it. it. Do it. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Any other website? I mean, uh, Facebook comments that we want to mention? Um, not that I saw real quick, man. All right. What about email comments? Oh, we have a comment from David Hill, our buddy Hildeflyer, and he sent us an email about uh making your own blades and he said he ran across some uh youtube videos and i got a chance to watch the first one really like highly technical stuff on on the blade core and how the blade attacks the wind and all that kind of stuff man yeah yeah i saw that one and that guy impressed me because he did did that on one take like i don't think i'd be able to do that just explain all that engineering and physics in one take. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so thanks, Dave. Uh, Kyle Snyder also sent us, uh, email. Oh, yeah? Yeah, real quick. He said, he said that, um, I know you'll be recording a new episode soon. I was hoping you could make this announcement. Uh, our club, Tuscarosa RC Flying Club, is having what we call an aerorama, which is what they call a fun fly at his field. Uh, it's on July 28th and 29th, 2018. It's open to the public. Come out and check out the hobby. They'll also have some local radio and news people there. They will be raffling off plane kits uh, and a full-scale flight lesson with, with ground school, like $380 value. Uh, drawing will be held at the event. You don't need to be present to win. No landing fee. All types of aircraft are welcome except for turbine jets and anything Fred flies. <laughs> Sorry, Fred. You're mm. banned. You're banned, Fred. Mm. That's our buddy Kyle Snyder. Uh, that's out in uh, Pennsylvania, I believe, right? Yeah. That, the Tuscarosa Flying Club. 
I wonder how far that is from us, if we can make that. That'd be pretty Oh, cool. I'm sorry. He also added the address. It's 70 Foothill Street, Barnesville, PA. Barnesville. Sounds familiar. Yeah. Barnesville. It's right next to Siloville and Cowville and Farmville. <laughs> oh, Farmville. Shit. Sorry. Oh, boy. Right over your head. Now, that's what I saw real quick, man. Awesome. Cool. Okay. Uh, let's see here. People Podbean. People of Podbean. We had a few things happening on Podbean. Our buddy BVGHJ has been tearing it up Jacob with Burr. liking episodes. Uh, he liked episode 116, a line up with Ron Riccio, and episode 117, scale up with Chris Rybert. And also a guy, DF Thorpe, uh, liked episode 115 and 114. 115 is XL Nut, and 114 is Listener Series with Brett. Gottlieber, uh, <laughs> Don Don Gar Wood started following us. Uh, Mike Kale O one started following us. RC Respo three started following us, and uh, a couple of Star Wars droids um, like <laughs> PBJX five BBE three, uh, and um, Mike Welch liked episode one seventeen scale up with Chris Rybert. I hope to see Mike up at the rochester this year yeah man i can't wait to see his uh his big scale helicopter if not sooner he came down to our, our free fall event didn't he last year uh no did he where did we see him no. last year i thought he came down uh we saw him at spring fling i think oh maybe that was it or the hell he's over delaware no, i think it was both i think spring fling maybe both could be mistaken i don't remember it's, cool. it's so hard to keep track uh, iTunes review. Uh, there is nothing new on iTunes. What? There will be after this episode. All right. Uh, so, Kyle, if someone had any questions or they wanted to contact you, um, maybe, you know, to give you a rebuttal about your rescue comment, <laughs> how <laughs> would they do so? <laughs> uh, the best chance they have is uh, Facebook.com slash RC. Uh, you can send me messages there, and I usually try to answer the best I can, um, usually within a couple of days or so. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to come on our show again. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. It was a good time. Yeah, yeah thanks, Kyle. No All problem. So drop us an iTunes review. We'll read the review on the next episode. Email us at free4rc at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash free4rc podcast. Say hi to Chris. Hi, Chris. Uh, and then maybe we'll, one of these days, I'll get that website up. Uh, let's see. Flight test forums, off the field video, off the field audio and video production, other than flight test podcast, free4rc podcast sitting next to the FT community cast. Hey, Pat, Mike. Petrol Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking to right over you. I can't. It's Petrol Mike. It's just the order. Okay. Uh, RCHeliHangouts.com forum under RCHeliHangouts main section, podcast corner, free for RC podcast, sitting next to our friends, the RC Heli Hooligans podcast. Hey, Walton Ed. And, uh, <laughs> and our friends, uh, the full pitch uh, Heli podcast. Jimmy and Javier. We are going to have. Um, Oh right! We no, didn't announce that. Yeah, yeah, we didn't announce that. So don't know if you want to yet. <laughs> I mean, it's not ready yet, but uh, yeah, just some just some new stuff coming with uh, 
with our website and um specific, i'm really stoked about this domain name we got so steve has been hard at work yeah hard That's <laughs> it's, it's funny because I, i've been hard at work but not at my work work <laughs> because i've been off yeah eh, let's okay. not talk about that yeah yeah let's not bring the show down with how many days you got off <laughs> actually I'm still putting some hours in, even though I'm off. I I told my boss I I do that for, for him and the company because I, I got just some don't things. understand how you get 368 days off a year when there's only 365 <laughs> days in a year. Well, it's that <laughs> whole leap year, leap day. You know how it works out. The Mayan calendar, yeah, okay. yeah. The farmers almanac, double time. <laughs> double time. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you know, the company exists in Dublin and also New York, so I get paid to stay <laughs> home in double time. <laughs> uh, oh my god! Anyways, <laughs> uh, I want to thank you again, Kyle. Thanks to all our listeners. Free our skies, and we'll see you next time. See you. See ya. All right. See ya. <laughs> so, Kyle, how many people? After watching you come back and fly, we're like, that's it. I'm throwing my radio in the woods with both hands. <laughs> you know, it, it's funny that you mentioned that because I just got enough Do the guys in Australia do their full pyros the opposite way? Well, the to- I, I heard they go with the, with the toilet flush. With the toilet flushing, the opposite way. Yeah, yeah so yeah, they're all you know, everything. right, right rudder. <laughs> Everything's backwards over there. Everything. That's oh, oh, but they do drive on the other side of the road there too, right? Yes, if, they do. If I remember Mad Max correctly. Yes, and it is the creepiest thing being American, being in the car, because you're never comfortable. Because you're a, you're on the wrong side of the car and on the wrong side of the road. <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. right. Oh, man. That would, yeah. And even though you tr- trust them, you know, it's just so freaking weird. So I don't know. Well, it, I, was, I couldn't fall asleep in the car. I couldn't. I was always like on the edge of my seat because it was just weird. And like someone would come around the corner and it'd be like coming right at you and everything. But Oh, yeah. That bugged me out. Yeah, it was weird. But <laughs> Did you drive it all over there? No. Thank God, no. Yeah. <laughs> that would be, would that take, would be really tough. It would take about 35 seconds before I killed myself and someone else. Yeah. He <laughs> was like, dude, dude, let me make a right turn. Oh, crap, I'm in on crap track. <laughs> <laughs> we almost got run off the road by an 18-wheeler there. So, And that was like with two people who are used to driving there. So, Oh, boy. Yeah, imagine wow. the American taking over the road. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. I think you're gonna switch it out. And you, you, dude, you, your mic cut out when you said I'm Steve. You were like I'm Steve. Did it? <laughs> yeah. All right. Why don't we do this over again? Because if we're using your record. <laughs> well, I've already invested already. Well, invest and revest. Okay. All right. Let's try this again. <laughs> All right. My check. One two. One two. Too much work. Oh, well. So I need I need a, a muffler for my motorcycle, but it's like a scooter sized muffler. So, yeah. What the hell <laughs> are you talking about? Well, it, nothing. <laughs> You're on the wrong podcast, dude. <laughs>
Oh, are we recording? <laughs> of course we're recording. That's where I get some of my best stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to Steve? Did he drop off? You upset him. Well, Picking on me in my motorcycle talk. <laughs> I'm always upsetting Steve for some reason. He, he is currently writing his letter of protest about the way you've been mistreating me. <laughs> He's easily upsettable. <laughs> Hello. No. Oh, Shh, quiet. He's got. He's he's gone through his sensitivity training and he's come back stronger than ever. <laughs>